Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 267 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Titus chapter 1 today, and our focus is on how can you tell if somebody is a Christian? Well, being on episode 267, that tells you we have less than 100 days left in the year. It's kind of flown by. Well, every day we go through God's Word, we try to understand it and follow it and live it and explain it. Our goal is to get as many people as possible in daily Bible hearing and listening and following. Welcome to new listeners in Tarlac, Philippines, Parts Unknown, Bangladesh, Maharashtra, India, Lagos, Nigeria, Parts Unknown, Austria, Luxembourg, and Russia, Zurich, Switzerland, Nova Scotia, Canada, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Wichita, Kansas, Hartford, Connecticut, San Luis Obispo, California, shout out to my daughter Abby going to school there, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Jackson, Mississippi, oh, and Hannibal, Missouri. We want to point you to our website, which is Bible2021.com. You can contact us there. You can leave comments, and every episode has a transcript with plenty of show notes and the scriptures we go through. Well, many people claim to be followers of Jesus, especially in the United States and especially in the Bible Belt where I grew up. Most people there are raised in a, at least on the surface, Christian household, and therefore most people consider themselves Christians and self-identify as Christians. In my home state of Alabama, we have a similar dynamic. Almost everybody in Alabama either roots for the University of Alabama in football or Auburn University. In my younger and more obnoxious days, I designed a test of sorts to sort out real football fans from those who were simply raised in an Alabama or Auburn household. I would ask them who their quarterback was. Now, if they couldn't answer that question, then I knew that they were not any sort of real football fan. But in Alabama, that's not quite enough to root out the posers because everybody knows the quarterbacks. They're two of the most famous people in the state. Generally, you have to know the backup running back for each team if you really are a legit fan of whatever team you claim to root for. And Back in the day, I didn't consider anybody a real fan unless they could genuinely name some of their team's current players. Yeah, like I said, I was a bit obnoxious about football. Most people in Alabama are. Maybe you've noticed that before. We care a lot about football. Well, there's not really a test like that for following Jesus, is there? Basically, people can just identify as a Christian and not have to name the fourth string disciple or who the disciple was whom Jesus loved, or the name of Aquila's wife, or how many people gathered in the upper room in the book of Acts. You can just call yourself a Christian, right? And that's why we have situations like politicians claiming to be Christians and also claiming to have never needed to ask God for forgiveness, or people who abuse their wives claiming to be Christians, or a particularly horrible story I heard last week on a podcast, an unrepentant serial killer singing a few verses of a gospel song before he was put to death. But the thing is, self-identifying as a Christian is as meaningless as self-identifying as Batman or a cube of jello. Saying you are something does not make you something, a fact that Jesus addresses with particularly stinging clarity in Matthew seven twenty-one through 23 where he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, 
I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. These are people who identify as Christians. They call Jesus Lord of their lives. And what does Jesus do? He says that these self-professed Christians are actually lawbreakers who don't do God's will and that Jesus doesn't know them. Rather than welcome them into heaven, Jesus will tell such people to, to depart. They will be barred from entering eternity with Jesus. Now, this tells us, of course, that it's not self-identification as a Christian that makes somebody a Christian. What does? Well, Paul briefly covers this in Titus chapter 1. To those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. In fact, both their mind and conscience are defiled. They claim to know God, but they deny him by their works. So he's talking about unbelievers who claim to know God. So like they think they believe, but their belief is so misplaced because it's not belief in the real God of heaven. How can we know such people? How can we identify them? Well, according to Jesus, they don't do the will of God the Father. Or, as Paul puts it, these people claim to know God but deny him by their works. Jesus also says the same thing in a different way in Matthew 7 when he says that false prophets will be known by their fruit. And he also says something similar in Luke 6 verse 43. He says a good tree doesn't produce bad fruit. On the other hand, a bad tree doesn't produce good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs aren't gathered from thorn bushes or grapes picked from a bramble bush. Fruits, works, doing the will of the Father, these are the signs of salvation, not somebody's self-identity. So let me be clear, really, really clear. Fruit, works, and doing the will of the Father are only that. They are signs. They are not the method of salvation. One is not saved by doing God good works or doing God's will or producing fruit. There's no fruit that comes from a dead tree. And that is what we were before Jesus saved us. We were the equivalent of a dead tree. Salvation is by grace through faith, not by works. And that salvation, though, will always produce fruit, works, and following God's will. So this is elementary stuff in the Word of God, but it's so commonplace to see many people claiming to be Christians and yet not demonstrating the fruit of being Christians that I thought it would be a good idea today to go over this in light of what Paul says to Titus about those who falsely claim to know God but deny really genuinely knowing Him by their works and their way of life. Let's go ahead and read the whole chapter. This is Titus chapter 1, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Christ Jesus for the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness in the hope of eternal life that God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. In his own time, he has revealed his word in the preaching with which I was entrusted by the command of God our Savior to Titus, my true son in our common faith. Grace and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Savior. The reason I left you in Crete was to set right what was left undone and, as I directed you, to appoint elders in every town. An elder must be blameless, the husband of one wife with faithful children who are not accused of wildness or rebellion. As an overseer of God's household, he must be blameless, not arrogant, not hot-tempered, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, not greedy for money, but hospitable, loving what is good, sensible, righteous, holy, self-controlled holding to the faithful message as taught, 
so that he will be able to both to encourage with sound teaching and to refute those who contradict it. For there are many rebellious people full of empty talk and deception, especially those from the circumcision party. It is necessary to silence them. They are ruining entire households by teaching what they shouldn't in order to get more money dishonestly. One of their very own prophets said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gut gluttons. This testimony is true. For this reason, rebuke them sharply so that they may be sound in the faith and may not pay attention to Jewish myths and the commands of people who reject the truth. To the pure, everything is pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. In fact, both their mind and conscience are defiled. They claim to know God, but they deny him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for any good work. Wow, that is strong and stinging. Well, let's close with a passage that might be a little more encouraging. It's our Bible memory passage for the month of September, and it is 2 Timothy 3, 16-17. And it says, All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.